Well, save it for the podcast. <laughs> All right. We're talking about stuff tonight. Oh, I didn't tell you about this. But what? This Ooh, gets... A mystery. This gets my goat. This isn't going to be included in the podcast, but... Alpha Shade was kind of hating on us. And Are like, you serious? Really made... They were like, yeah, you know, I listened to a couple of them, but it seems like uh, they always do it when they've had a few in them, and... Uh, we're never drunk. And I've like, never been drunk in my life. <laughs> I've never been drunk on the podcast. There was one episode where Scabs was drunk, and apparently that sets a bad precedent or whatever. So this is... Dave and Joel both totally smashed. Had a few too many beers tonight. Whoa, I'm all woozy. Let's make a podcast. Except it's not. That's Ever. That's kind of frustrating. So this is basically the quality of drunk people? I... I feel like we make far too lucid arguments sometimes to really be called drunk. I don't think a drunk person could have talked about Elvin Lead with the amount of veracity that we put into that. I think the, uh, the dinosaur monologues, both iterations of them, were far too well rehearsed to have been pulled off by uh, uh, inebriated. The verisimilitude. <laughs> True drunk to life. Don't say similitude. <laughs> Even if they knew what it meant, they couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> There we go. Ah, oh, so I guess we're talking about stuff tonight. This is the uh, strangely no preparation required podcast. Well, I feel like all the preparation was done like really in advance. Yeah. So it's no preparation, but no. Oh, there's going to be a hell of a lot of post production done on this one. Like <laughs> Why? That, oh yeah, because of all the plans. The giant robot thing. Wait for it. It'll be good. <laughs> You'll hear it in about ten minutes or whatever. Um, ooh, that's going to be tough, because, you know, we're recording this on Friday instead of Monday, yeah. and it has to come out tomorrow, and You've gotta do I, that I have brunch tomorrow. Is the is the podcast going to be late for the first Are time? Are we in peril? <laughs> late for the first time. It was late by, like, three days that one time. I don't even remember. I never. I remember we do a podcast before I come here the week after so like every oh like, yeah Sunday night I'm like alright we did a podcast last week nice let's pick it up <laughs> okay so this week we are talking about a very interesting topic the iShield 21 soundtrack Jerry got it from uh, Japan where you know it's country of origin <laughs> <laughs> yeah he got it from Japan the Japanese internet <laughs> and uh let me tell you that stuff is the business it's totally like this is what's good about all pump-up music. It's got some sort of 80s thing going on where it's got real catchy guitar hooks and synthesizers yeah. and the build-up. Tons of trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> what's really interesting about it is the guy who did the iShield 21 soundtrack is um the guy who did the Shadow of the Colossus soundtrack. Really? Both really good. Wow, that makes me uh, like the uh, I Shield 21 soundtrack more. I don't really watch the show, so I can't really contextualize it and love it that way. But I really like the soundtrack Wand of the Colossus. I mean, Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> Wanderer. Ooh, that was a big gap. That taste in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Wand of the Colossus was so Such a weird. Good whatever. title. We've talked whatever. about that. <laughs> so actually, as it turns out, Anime World Order is doing, um, they're talking about I Shield 21 next week. So I'm really excited to hear that. I'll have to actually start downloading their podcast since they've been giving us props and they talk about things we do, so. Yeah, can, can we can we play that video clip? But they didn't need mm. to do that for this. They could have just done a trailer that was tits, tits, tits. And in fact, the guys over at fan-service.org, their podcast, wrote into the show with a really good rap about discipline. 
which we still need to. Uh, no, no, we'll give him the link right now. Let me just tiny URL okay. it. Okay, all right. People should hear this. Yeah, it's a really good bonus rap. Very yeah. good. The whole rap lyrics encapsulate the plot of Discipline. Yes. Which is very complex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. All right, tinyurl.com slash S6TZR. And you can get the MP3 for that. Check out their podcast. If you like our podcast, you'll like theirs. They fucking tear into Desert Punk. And they actually took the Funimation trailer and did like a truth and advertising segment where they d- gave you the real trailer for Desert Punk. <laughs> That's good stuff. Go over there, because they like me. Now, I will say that... I hate you no. guys. <laughs> good for... I hate them too. Audio clip. <laughs> That has to be. Make sure that comes after. <laughs> well, wasn't that? Can you see? Can you see what I'm saying? Let's go to the film. Not only that, yes, they both. They also hate Desert Punk and enjoy our true to life, true to advertising, true to form Desert Punk trailer. Yeah, that's what he was getting so incensed about. That it makes me laugh every time. I love when people hate what I hate. There's oh. nothing that brings people together more. Yeah, than such game. a galvanizing experience. <laughs> you know, we've seen it time and time again. It's like, thank God there's someone on the internet that's not a retard. I think there are lots of people on the internet that aren't retards, but, but they're they not wasting they're time not vocal arguing about with it. retards. <laughs> like, We're the only ones who are I'm the, dumb enough to enter into this kind of conversation. I'm really the only one out of our group of friends that is proficient enough to use an anime or an internet forum. Like, and really then, like, I do not go to the level that some people do. Like, I guess we all kind of post around on fan services forums, but, like, otherwise, like, you don't go to whatever the Oblivion message board in time. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't... The reason I, I barely keep up with our forum. Like, if I picked another website, it would be all over. <laughs> like, I'd either post one per day on fan service and one per day there, or I can just do my one-sentence replies on fan service. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but uh, that wasn't the only proppers they hooked us up with. Let's play the other audio clip. Uh, Getter Robo. There's Getter Robo on uh, There's new Getter Robo. Stop being a pussy, Gerald. Getter Robo is the most for real show. That show, that no, ADB no, one no. is shitty. Forget no, Getter Robo. It's really for, fucking no, rad. forget no. Shin Getter Robo. Shin Getter Robo, no. Get no, forget Shin Getter Robo. See what I gotta put up with here, Dave Riley? Try and teach people about Get a Robo and Shin Get a Robo and Shin Get a Robo versus Neo Get a Robo and New Get a Robo. But the co hosts holding me down, as always. Alright, whatever. Don't worry your tiny little head, Daryl Sarad. You've always got a welcome place here. In fact, if you defect, we'll make the whole show, every show, about some form of Get a Robo or possibly Mazen Kaiser. That's what I'm talking about. It would actually be incredible if we could make that one a video clip, <laughs> just so that it, whatever. You know they have that now. M4P, the format supports a uh, video. That's really? the um, the pod, the iPod format. Oh yeah. But uh, screw Apple because it's really irritating that whenever I buy songs off iTunes, I have to burn them to a CD to put them on my MP3 player. That is freaking frustrating. So thanks for that, because then I have to feel, I have to buy enough songs that I feel like I'm not wasting a CD, even though CDs are Why like you just not close five cents. <laughs> can't you just not close the session and just add infinite amounts? You can't. Um, you can't not close a session on an audio CD. Really? Yeah. Huh. Only on data. What? Why don't you? Uh, I guess 
Well, can't you just burn it as an I MP3 could, and then rip it? No. Yeah. Oh, you want the wave, then you convert back you, you into have MP3. To, you have uh, to burn it as a wave. Yeah, then come. What you could do is use a rewritable. Um, I just have to get a pack of rewritables at some point. I don't really use CDs all that much anymore. <laughs> anyway, um, so the Ice Shield 21 soundtrack. There's actually two, I guess, two discs. Uh, it's a good soundtrack overall, but there's really two themes that stand out. That the big moments of first off, Ice Shield 21 is a really awesome show, and we will be talking about that later. <laughs> Part of our grandiose scheme of podcasting, or but uh. First up, we're going to play a little hook from you for the uh, Cebu Wild Gunman. Um, just to make sure that doesn't like bleed over. <laughs> yeah, from the Cebu Wild Gunman, it is what I would describe as my 70s cop show music. And uh, I just want you to listen to this, and we're going to narrate what we think would make the perfect intro for my 70s cop show. So imagine this, the name is... This is Dave with a handlebar mustache. Uh, I'm actually black in this show. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a really sweet afro, and it's always totally picked out. Nice. Dude, um, and I have the like the nice like hair that slicks down along the side and then feathers at the end. Nice. And that's it's blonde, and I wear aviators <laughs> and a, uh, a beige leather jacket. <laughs> See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, the name of the show is... Uh, Street Cops 78. <laughs> That's Let's the worst list. 70s name show ever. Okay, Miami Hill Street Vice Blues. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. Files, Rockford. <laughs> Files, Rockford. 5 <laughs> Magna P.I. Okay, so let's listen. Ah, dude, these earbuds are killing my ears. Cry over me a river, sissy. Okay, we're starting over. Okay, so imagine we're running down the street here now. We're chasing the bad guys. Oh, I just jumped over a trash can. <laughs> you see my, my gold medallions flailing in the wind? My giant bell-bottom pants flying behind me? Joe comes out of nowhere and pops the guy over the side. He knocks him over the car and freeze frame. Psychedelic colors. And then, we gotta remember, we gotta remember. Dave has a huge, like, magnum, and I know Kung Fu, because that's how 70 shows work. Here we are, driving the car. Oh, we just told Dust him. is kicking up in the wind. Watch out, we're going to jump over the street. This is in California, so you can jump like really high. San Francisco. <laughs> and here I am, I'm playing guitar in the club, man. <laughs> Joel's accompanying me on the keyboards. Uh-oh, watch out. Watch out, we're still in the club. I got beautiful ladies on my arm. I got a gin and tonic in my hand and one of those really long cigars. I'm drinking something out of like a curved glass that's cream colored and possibly banana flavored. <laughs> and we're teaching the kids in the school how to dance. Doing the two-step. Remember kids, self-respect. <laughs> Jump up in the air. Punch a guy. Freeze frame with his jaw like... And my legs are all splayed out. And then... Wait, what's this? I turn to the camera and do the finger guns. Ah, it's totally a camden shot. They don't know what's happening. Hey, am I supposed to be helping you? <laughs> we both turn to the camera now. Now, we're, we... fight. now we're fighting ninjas. And then we ninjas. slide over Car's hood. Ninjas from the Tokyo Mafia. And then, pose. I'm on one knee with the afro pick in and my hair. And a jump kick in the background. The only way we can make that film is if, uh... We were both awesome, and, uh, I was black. <laughs> but, but, but... I am awesome. But can't you just see it? Okay, Joel, we'll leave that up to the courts. <laughs> Can't you just see it with my 
flared leather jacket cuffs flowing in the wind, my satin shirts, giant medallion. Did I mention the giant medallion? I did. The only thing we didn't have was like us looking off into the distance while the sun set behind us. Actually, uh, the first time I listened to it, I was uh, out on the balcony having a cigarette, sun setting in the distance, kind of put my hand in my pocket and like tilted my head up a little, tapped my foot. I knew everything was going to be all right. I feel like that would be the perfect the perfect setting for this song. It's got that kind of theme to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that is the Cebu Wild Gunman's theme, as I said. It's Cebu, uh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I, that's the name of their high school. Huh. Because I just Cebu is was a neighborhood I lived in in, in uh, Japan. In Japan, yeah. Huh. And it was all along the Cebu Shinjuku line. Perhaps that's where they're from. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to imagine there isn't a Cebu High School, and uh, if there is, they probably don't have a Wild Gunman's football team, but you never know. Well, the professional baseball team from Cebu, or at least sponsored by Cebu, I'm not exactly sure how it worked, was the Cebu Lions. So, they weren't gunmen, they were Lions. (laughs) In one of the most recent episodes, uh, one of the teams was the something-something deer. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, it's like deer, good call. (laughs) Yeah. We can run away really fast! I guess if you're going for, like, agility or anything. But, yeah, that's not a good football team name. Football teams ain't need to be, like, ag- aggressive, like, kill you something. I think there must be some joke on the, um, uh, Shield 21 staff or something. Because when they go to America, one of the teams is the Austin Armadillos. <laughs> Armadillos strike fear in the hearts of men. Well, just look at all the Mega Man games. <laughs> yeah. There's always one guy in Mega Man that was just... Well, the early ones were alright. It's just eventually they ran out of uh, elements if you're talking about Mega Man and... Mega Man 1 had Cut Man. He had scissors on his head. Yeah, but Cut Man was so cool. I love... No, his character design was so dumb. I love Quick Man from... uh... Was it Quick Man? Yeah, Quick Man. In like, what was that? Mega Man 4 or something? Or 7? I don't know. I feel like the problem is... He was like boomerangs, scissors on his head, but cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Because he had like a boomerang, it wasn't scissors. I feel like um, Japanese people really paint themselves into a corner a lot of time because they design around names that they think are cool. And then when they realize what the actual thing is, they've gone too far to back off now. (laughs) So it's like, cut man, yeah, cut man. We could give him knives or scissors. Scissoru. 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 Imagine them sitting in some dark, smoky room. (laughs) Reading an English dictionary. (laughs) Takahashi, the second year English student, is in there reading it to him. Looking over uh, glossy photos of popular American stars at the time. What a guts man look like. Looks like Mr. T. He throw rocks. I saw that one episode of 18. It was amazing. Throw a rock. He drank drugged milk. Fly him to Colombia. He got mad at Hannibal. Hilarious. <laughs> Hannibal, you know, put us on damn plane. Murdoch, I'm gonna kill you, you crazy fool. Oh, hilarious. That's why he's guts, man. I know he's guts, man. I know, I know. He made rock fall on your head. Okay. Okay, next one. Actually, he would drop the rocks and then punch them, and then they would break into a whole bunch of pieces. And then the pieces would hurt you? Yeah. I hate it. It's like, why not just use the whole rock? I feel like if you were gonna punch a rock and it was gonna explode into pieces, Maybe the real problem is the uh, the fact that the rocks never looked like they were moving fast enough to hurt me. Yeah. Like, no matter how far... They I always go, have this kind of, like, lazy gait to them. Yeah, it's like a softball. It's, it's like it's like easy pitch uh, in uh, Little League when your coach pitches to you. 
Oh my god, I know, I'm still afraid that the ball will hit me, but it won't hurt that bad when it does. But no, man. Five power bars. <laughs> they also had some fun guys in the uh, Mega Man X series. Like, as that series went on, X5 was like Psychedelic Mushroom. Yeah. And Storm Eagle. <laughs> Storm Eagle made sense. Though. Or, no, 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 not Storm Eagle. That was in Mega Man 1. He was cool. Storm Owl. Yeah. Owls. I don't know, I feel like it should have been like a darkness echolocation thing, like Shadow Owl would have made more sense. Or, uh... Well, what I didn't really get about that was they made him out to be like some sort of colonel or something, like he would salute you before he fought, but obviously, he's a big fatty, he's not making the weight requirements for the army. Yeah, I don't know why owls get like disrespected, like <laughs> they're the fat ones. Even in all like the Disney cartoons I've ever watched, the yeah, owl owls and uh, Mr. Pooh, Mr. Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Yeah, I call him Mr. Just because he's older than I Well, it's a sign of respect. (laughs) And uh, the Archimedes and the Sword in the Stone. Mm. That's way back for you. They were all fat. Sword in the Stone was a good movie. Owls in real life are pretty creepy. They come out at night, and they hoot, and they have big round eyes, and they can like turn their head entirely around. They can pick a mouse right up off the ground. And they excrete bones. Are you serious? Yeah, they eat them whole, and most of an owl's pellets are bone and fur. Good to know. <laughs> On that note, let's keep this train moving. Uh, what you're going to listen to next is uh, the theme song of Shin Seijiro, which, while listening to it at work, I had the epiphany that this would be the most perfect giant robot fight song the world had ever known. So, Isn't um, Cal supposed to be here for this? Andrew? We're not recording it concurrently, Joel. This is the magic of post-production. Oh! So we're gonna record later, and it will all be spliced together, and no one will be the wiser. Man, someday when we're like ultra popular, we should do like a live podcast. Yeah, and that would never <laughs> happen. You know the uh, whatever. So this is uh, a sample from the robot fighting show, Atomic Warrior Valiant Denim. Are you serious? Let's listen. Passion wing cut. Again, Mr. Bomba! Spark, drive, crash up! <laughs> your puny valiant denim is no match for me in my heart, barrier. Now watch as I destroy your precious Fuji-sama! <gasps> no! God, Mountain Fujiyama! That's right, little girl. And you pathetic humans are next. His power levels are reaching maximum percent! He's too strong! We'll have to combine our powers! It's never been tested! Enough talk! Feel the wrath of the Rosen Cannon! Break formation! Now! Fortinbras! Tremble, weaklings, for your end is nigh! Listen up, Fortinbras! There's no room in this world for weak sauce wannabe bad guys like you! Divine Wing Cutter! Princess! <coughs> Alright! First thing! I hope you know what you're doing! Show you seismic missile The heart barrier is dissolving! But not fast enough! We'll never make it in time! We have to do it now! The Delta Reaction Cannon! But, but it's never been used before! If you release Denim's energy all at once like that, it could destroy the whole world in the process! Like Fortinbras has different plans! I grow weary of this game, mortals. 
Surrender yourselves in the Valiant Denim unto me, or you and your world shall face the consequences. Seiji, remember that promise we made? Let's do it, Musashi. Transform on my mark! Ready, team? Ready! Ready! Triple attack! Fusion Wing Cannon! How'd you like that one? Valiant Denim. That should totally be the name of an emo band. <laughs> uh, maybe not Valiant Denim. Maybe like, we're big bitchy girls denim or give me back my denim jacket. <laughs> denim, denim. <laughs> I stand by my My gas denim. station jacket. It had my name on it and she would never love me again. We went out three times and I had to pay for dinner and that <laughs> diner, I can never go back to it and I'm saying I will never make a song like that. I will only make songs about Atomic Warrior, Valiant Denim. <laughs> Blowing up some giant monster. The Grand Devil Fortinbras. Gosh. What was Fortinbras' buddy's name in Hamlet? Claudius? Maybe. Although that sounds like Julius Caesar. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He had a friend. You know what was really good? Uh... Titus. Titus. Yes. Titus Androcles. Yeah. The one where he... Uh, that one is messed up. Even for a Shakespeare play, it's like, ooh, gonna he cook your sons the... in a pie. Have you ever seen the uh, the cover of the um, the movie Titus with Anthony Hopkins in it? Yeah. Ooh. It's like all creepy and all blue. Yeah, I hate that cover. <laughs> it gives me nightmares. Woo! Spooky! Oh, you know what I do like? I love... Whenever they reimagine the Shakespeare film in modern times, like, well, in general, I guess that Romeo and Juliet was not too good. But the Richard III, where he's in World War One, That is awesome, That is dude. one of the best movies I've ever seen. Especially at the end, where he's, like, shouting, like, you're going for a horse and someone brings him a jeep. Yeah. Which is weird, because that's supposed to be at the beginning, isn't it? No. No, it's at no, the end. No, it is at the end, because that's when it's all falling apart. Yeah. As it usually does. Okay. So, we're talking about other stuff. Oblivion. <laughs> I like it. I like it quite a bit. I wish I could like it. <laughs> I was a hard sell. I did not like Morrowind one bit. I played a lot of Morrowind. Uh, but you didn't really like it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like it, actually. Well, they they improved a lot of the problems with Oblivion, mainly, uh... Or with Morrowind in Oblivion. Mainly, the combat feels a lot more interactive now. I mean, I guess there's only so in-depth you can get with a basically entirely melee combat game in medieval times, but if you could upgrade your at least the monsters react to your stuff now. Yeah. They don't they don't just and, keep swinging. And if you have like a sword that has a fire enchantment on it, when you hit a guy, they burst into flames instead of that like little retarded puff. Yeah. That would just show up where you hit them. Like I just like that if you punch a rat, like it pulls back. It doesn't just stand there and take it. Hey, oh. In Morrowind, yeah, all they really did was they would make sounds every once in a while, mm -hmm. but the sounds sounded like what they were like making when they were attacking you anyway. Yeah. that That's one problem. And my other main problem was the NPCs in Morrowind were like walking information kiosks. 
It's like every time you ran into them, you had to read 15 walls of text just to make sure you didn't miss anything. It's like, oh, how's the autumn harvest doing? Oh, the autumn harvest? Well, the corn's not going to come in that great. And then you have to ask them about the corn. Yeah. And you have to ask them about, like, corn rot. Because <laughs> this is all just to make sure that you're not missing some quest yeah. that'll level up your and every, fire And every one of these options is, like, another five paragraphs to read. And then you get to the end of the tree and there's no freaking quest. <laughs> Oh great! Well, now all I know, now everything there is to know about corn, though. If only I had a corn skill to level up. The only thing, uh, one of the things I didn't like about Morrowind was uh, resources were like from what you described so far. I haven't played the game because my computer sucks. But from you described so far, it seems like the resources for making stuff yeah, like are a lot. Alchemy. Yeah, alchemy yeah. was rough in Morrowind. Alchemy so easy. That's because you had to buy all this crap, and then half <laughs> you would fail. Always. Well, you can never fail in this one. Really? You can all, first off, you can only make successful potions, and there's no chance of failure. It's the same thing with spells. You, you can't fail casting spells. Anymore. So it's really, you can only achieve a certain level at each level of yeah, like, knowledge. Like, that makes more sense You'll make to me. better potions as you level up, but you'll never fail. That would have been nice, because I kept on like trying to combine crap, and I all I would make was poison, like potions that would poison me. Yeah, well, I, I never tell you that before you took. Them. I make a ton of. Well, no, they tell you all the effects straight up now. They might have done that more. I can't really remember. Um, it's been a while. Another good thing is that they added perks basically to all the skills. So every twenty-five levels you level it up, you get a bonus for using the skill. Like um, armor will encumber you less, and uh, you can do different attacks with the weapon and stuff like that. How does armor level up? Is it? Number of times you're attacked in, yeah, or just time you're when wearing you it? get hit. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, like with blocking, when you level up blocking, first you'll take less damage for blocking, and then you'll have a chance to stun a guy when you block an attack, and you'll have a chance to disarm him at the master level, stuff like that. So it makes it feel more interactive, leveling up instead of you got another one level out of a hundred in blade skill. Yeah. So whatever, you do another one one-hundredth of a point of damage. Well, it, it also had to do with the, um, the if you didn't have certain sword talent, you couldn't use certain swords. Yeah, I... I, I mean, like, like It might standard, be the though. same in this one, but I'm restricted by money, so I can't buy any good swords anyway. I just found all my stuff. I stopped going to towns. I think I literally walked around the entire continent in Morrowind. Because oh. I just gave up on the original quest and just wandered around finding stuff to kill. That's a nice thing about this one is they have this fast travel option where you can just uh, you go don't to have the to map get and some stupid yeah bug, bug thing <laughs> that like travels and doesn't take you where you yeah, want to go. Yeah, now you anyway. can just go to the map and click on any building. I mean, you're kind of selling yourself short by not walking there, but some quests make you go to different towns. Screw it, I've been between Imperial City and whatever. A dozen times. I'm not going to miss the flowers this time. But sometimes, like, people will random Like, if you if you don't travel at different times a day, certain quests won't appear. I know that was true in Morrowind. Like, if you were certain places around dusk, like, a woman would be there to ask for your help mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, I don't know really if that's the case in this one. I've, I've spent more time writing about Oblivion than I have actually playing it. Uh, like, I've actually... If you guys want to check it out, there's a humorous blog on Oblivion up on Blogspot... The address is Oblivion Dino, that's D-I-N-O dot blogspot dot com. Potentially it'll also be available at OblivionDino.com, but I'm not sure if the DNS numbers are going to resolve yet, so keep it in mind. 
But it is one dinosaur's quest through Cyrodiil. It's really funny. (laughs) As he quests for redemption, honor, and uh, dino prostitutes. (laughs) And alleviating people of their walls via pickpocket read. I, usually when I play games, I feel really bad being the bad guy. But for some reason, this game really wants you to do it. Morwin offers you ample opportunities. I feel like maybe life, it's more real life. Yeah, I I just feel like the reason I want to do it is because I know I can get punished for it. Whereas, like, in GTA, you don't get in trouble if you kill a whole bunch of people. I mean, I guess technically you do. Like, you go to jail and then you show up right outside the jail two seconds later. But in Oblivion, they fine your ass and stuff. <laughs> and you get... It lowers your charisma and things. Like, it has effects it, if game, you right? If you go to jail, um, if you decide to serve your sentence, if you don't pay your fine, you lose skill points while you're in jail. Yeah. Um, that not, is huge, dude. I'm not sure if that's a bad thing, because I don't think it lowers your max skill points. So I think, in, in essence, if you wanted to raise unlimited levels, if you just kept going to jail... I don't think it works that way. I think it's a real penalty. Like, it, it screws you. I don't know if it screws you, but it's definitely a pain in the butt well, when it happens. I hope that's not the case, because I really got screwed at this one thing. There's this quest where you have to rescue this other dinosaur. And my character, I was role-playing. So I was like, sweet, it's time to get some dinosaur tail. That's a pun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm rescuing her, and she's helping me fight off the guys as we're fleeing the town. And I hit her a couple times, and as soon as we got back to the town where she's from, I got arrested. And I was like, what the heck is that about? And then I realized my fine was like $1,000, which I did not have. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? Just, what? My last bounty was 25 bucks. <laughs> so I check in my history for crimes committed, and there's two assaults. So apparently, the little snitch, like... She ratted you out even after you saved her life? Yeah, I get, I accidentally hit her a couple times while she was getting in the way when I was trying to save her life. So she reported me to the guards. That's ridiculous. I think in combat, they should probably turn that reporting off. That's probably really complicated. Yeah, they need to be a little more generous about that. Like, if there's a hostile NPC in a general radius. And they are to an extent. Like, if you accidentally hit guys while you're in combat, they'll give you, like, a warning. And they'll be like, hey, back off, buddy. Oh, yeah. But still, uh... Hey, back off, buddy. Not likely. See, what you gotta do is you gotta get to a high enough level that the guards don't even bother you anymore. The guys level up with you in this. Really? Mm-hmm. I remember wiping out entire towns in Morrowind. Just, like, walk up to the first old lady I see and crack her in the head with a mace. <laughs> no, not so. Though I did install a mod. Apparently, the guys level up when they level up. Their equipment levels up, too. So you get to a certain level, and every bandit in the game has the best armor. That's kind of dumb. So I got a mod that basically turns that off, and uh-huh. it makes it something like a 3% chance for them to have the best stuff, and then it just goes from there. So I think it would be better if they had better skills. Like, if guys started well, showing up who like, hardcore, like, you don't want to mess with him because his bow skill is whack, and his stealth is making him hidey. Bow staff skills. He's got chameleon? What? Chameleon was a sweet spell. I think it still is. Um, anyway... Technically, we did not watch anime tonight, but I watched a little of Shin Getter Robo the Elder the other day. That's the 1998 OVA series. I think that's the one I bought, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. They called oh, it, I've seen it, too. They called it Armageddon over here. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about that because that's a really weird show just because of the way it starts. 
not to mention the way it ends. Oh, yeah, with, and like, Ryoma as a criminal, and he kills but Saotome or whatever. the first three episodes of that show are radically different than the rest of the show, because the rest of the show is very kind of standard robot show. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with it, because that's the show that gave us the Black Getter with the spiked knuckles. Yes! Like, uh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there needs to be more shows... Where robots have spike knuckles. That also almost won me something at the Bandai panel. No, that was uh, how many pilots does it take to control Pilot Shin the Black Getter. No, no, it was, no, it was the Black Getter, because that was the trick. Because some jerk raised his hand and said, Three! And I was like, oh no, nerd! <laughs> it is, in fact, one. Because it is the Black Getter... And then I went and sobbed in the bathroom because I knew something some anime. Wait a minute, did. maybe I forgot something about that show. I think because Ryoma pilots the black guy yeah, until does. he joins up with the other guys. But they're all, they're looking for him the entire show because he's a fugitive, right? Okay, but in the the very end of the fourth episode, which is the last one I watched recently, somebody shows up all wrapped up in like bandages and That's stuff. Ryoma, yeah. Okay, but. So he must disappear again. He does. He get, he escapes, disappears, comes back. Yeah, he comes from the moon, right? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he comes. The show was the really moon. weird, as all Getter Robos are. It's and weird I don't even it. for a Getter Robo show. Yeah, dude. Th- just wait till you get to the end. It's even weirder than Bizarro Buddhist God ending Getter Robo <laughs> of the last. What, what was that? Shin Getter Robo. It was Shin Getter Robo again, right? Yes. Yeah, Sh- well, Shin Getter Robo 2000. No, that one was new. You? Yeah, oh, 1998 first. was true. Get a Robo Truth or whatever. This was new Get a Robo. Okay, but uh, whatever. So that got me to thinking. First off, those first three episodes of the old Shin Get a Robo are really good. Yeah, like because they're so antithetical for like a for a robot show that it's so starkly serious, but not even serious in the way that. Like Votoms is like there's no humor in that show. Like things are effed up well, to a major degree. <laughs> it's like the little kid saw her dad die in front of her and turned autistic. Yeah. Like I guess Benkei goes out like a champ in like the third episode. It's yeah. either Benkei or Masashi. They're like the same character. It, I think it was. I'm pretty know. sure it's Benkei. Yeah. Because I think Musashi's the one that survives. Yeah, it was one of the fat dudes. Yeah, and, I mean, that kind of... One of them always dies, but... <laughs> um, regardless, like, it's just so messed up. Like, Ryoma's a criminal. That's the kind of show I want to make. Like, I just want to make a show where there's no previous continuity. Like, there hasn't been a show before, but there's... It's the eve of some cataclysmic event, and these people who used to pilot the robot are reunited, uh, but there's been some falling out between them. Like, that's... So you can make your robot show, but with all the, uh, what do you call that in the before, oh my gosh, exposition. With yeah. all the exposition you need. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, but that's what, it's just so different. It's like a whole different beast. And there's nothing wrong with episodes 4 through 13, they're just what we've come to expect from Get a Rope. <laughs> yeah. You know, Which is good. Weird amorphous aliens that used to be dinosaurs getting chopped the freaking half. That's what I never got. You've got this dinosaur, right, that appears... Or you've got an alien that comes from the moon and appears to be totally amorphous and just some black mass of organic matter that can assume any shape. But as soon as the getter shows up, they chop it in half. 
So it assumes a form that can be chopped in half, even though it had no form previously. And apparently it's got enough organs to, like, explode in a like, cloud of blood. That is what I, that's what I was going to talk about. I love how everything in that show explodes. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, what it's made of. bleeds, then explodes. So that you get, like, everything you can possibly It's like want. the Predator's self-destruct system. The only thing to be better is if, like, the final, in V for Vendetta, when he's wrecking all those security guards in the very end, and when he, like, slashes that one dude and all the blood shoots out, if that guy then blew up, like... Then that'd be it's a like a scene. timed release. Yeah, it's like there's little little packets of C4. Because like the blood shoots out and kind of just hangs there for a second, and it's like boom. <laughs> I don't know how these things survived with blood that uh, reacted so violently to the air, but uh, apparently the getter has no problem killing them. Oh, dude, that is so great! I forgot that things bleed and then blow up in that show. <laughs> uh, anyway, but that got me thinking about. The only anime I really like, and I guess Joel by extension, because we like pretty much the same things. It's true. It's um, true. Is what I have come to define as the man's path anime. <laughs> and there's, there's it's a, not gay. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of kind of defining features of the man's path anime. First off, it's about extraordinary people. Or sorry, you well, totally just blew it. Edit point. Some of them are. Edit point. This is hard. This is hard. Yeah, this is the tough point to prove. But it's. In general, about ordinary people who are given the opportunity to do extraordinary things. Like, like you have, whatever, Ryoma from any of the Getter Robos, he's always this expert martial artist, which is something that me or Joel could do. Obviously, <laughs> we're not. Speak for yourself. But, given the opportunity, we could do that. And then he's given this chance to fly a robot. Or you talk about um, Beautiful Joe, where Joe's just a normal guy, and then he's given the watch and becomes a superhero. Hajime no Ippo. Yeah. Or Shield 21, which is what we we're going to talk about. He's just like a normal kind of dorky kid, and he gets a chance to be a hero to everyone he knows. Stuff like that. Uh, well, Fist of North Star, obviously. I mean, but there's, a, there's something different here, though. And... I, I don't know if I should use the like, Getter Robo as an example, just because there are many iterations of it I haven't seen, and they change every time. But in the last one that we saw, Ryoma seemed to play a more individual role, and seemed to have more of an inherent gift, or at least something inherent about him that made him able to yeah. access the Getter Rays. That's true. Um, That definitely... Well... Shin Getter versus Neo Getter was about totally different people, but then it wasn't because. Oh wait, no, that's okay. So that was about totally different people, but in that Ichigo was basically just Ryoma. Yeah, <laughs> he was just like fourteen instead. Whatever. Um, that was so annoying that they did that. Whatever. It was still get a Robo Show, dude. He still kicked the crap out of that dinosaur in the boxing ring. It's like yes, I dinosaur. <laughs> I can't believe they had that scene. The boxing ring dino. It's like, hey, what are you doing in my boxing ring? But bam! <laughs> it's true, these boxing gloves are harder than dino skin. Um, okay, so that's the first part. The second is that violence is always a factor. Now, it's not necessarily the defining factor, and it can be subverted, but there's always violence involved. That's why I Shield 21 is a man's path anime, and Prince of Tennis is not. Because there has to be some sort of physical contact. Prince of Tennis is also just, like... It's so 
dumb. It's just Or that's dumb. why, like, Hikaru no Go isn't a man's pap anime, and it's really, whatever, freaking Yu-Gi-Oh. There has Yu-Gi-Oh, to be some moment <laughs> where, uh, yeah, there just has to be a moment in the show where you just, you want to scream or something, you're like, yes! Yeah. Um, and on that note, I would consider Monster, which I've been watching recently, a man's path anime. I don't know, Dave. I think we're just expanding this into all the anime you like. No, it is. <laughs> because it, it is about violence. But it's Yeah, a, but it's the... It's it about is about the violence. subversion of violence. I feel like it's a diff. It's in a. I don't want to put uh, monster. I lo- I haven't seen monster. I'm gonna assume that it's good because you like it. But I'm not gonna put it in the same category as Get a Robo. I just feel like there's two different things here. Well, I feel like monster skews from what you've described skews more towards like the paranoia agent thing. But I would. That's the thing. I would also consider paranoia agent one. This category is too broad and thus useless. I don't know, Joe. I'll stick. I'll go with the Man's Path anime being stuff like uh, Hajime no Ippo, uh, I Shield Twenty One, Fist of the North Star, and Get a Robo. Like stuff in that vein. Stuff that's like cartoonishly violent with one individual character overcoming something. But I'm not. I don't know. Well, you're gonna have to sell me on this. Let's let's talk about the third criterion. That's uh, it has to hold something up. To be the perfect ideal. And it has to almost sexually romanticize it. Okay. Like not like not sexual example. in the physical sense, but. In, like the way when, when Plato talks about yeah. beauty and read the Phaedrus again. <laughs> That's the second time we've mentioned the Phaedrus in our anime podcast. <laughs> well, we're not exactly your prototypical anime podcast. Okay, so in iShield 21. Being a football ace is the most perfect thing you could do in the world. Like, high school football is the end-all, be-all of your life. Okay. Like, there could be nothing better So it's an idealized goal. So it's, it's personal fulfillment through an overly idealized goal. But it's, it's more than that. It's like an outright fetishization of this concept to the exclusion of almost everything else. Okay. Like... No time for girls. Well, that's that's no, the wait. fourth part. Yeah, there are girls in. Yeah, but in any of these shows, are they a major character? No, but they do fawn over the guy, and oftentimes there's a suggestion that there's an attraction there, especially in like Fist of the North Star. The blonde chick who shows up in every yeah, generation but of... they're always rebuffed. Yes, that's part of it. But it's always it's an aesthetic sort of rebuffal. Rebuff, rebuffing. There you go. Rebuffle. Rebuffle. I made up a word. <laughs> Call Webster's. Yeah, I guess that's true. You're right. The asceticism. And that's why I consider um, Monster and Paranoia Agent part of that, because there's this absolute ignorance of the female sex. Less so What in- do you... No way, dude. No way. Paranoia Agent? They have three... No less than three episodes about the girl. Tsukigo Sagi? Yeah. And she's worthless? This, like, useless she human being? She comes up with Moromi. Moromi, like, the central character, like, this weird... Yeah. She ruined the entire town. She's still a central character. I don't know. You can't tell the story of Paranoia Agent without Moromi and Tsukigo Sagi. Okay, but... She's, like, the catalyst. She's... 
She's not what the story's about. All right, I'll, I'm give, I'm not arguing with the category. I'm arguing with paranoid agent being categorized in this way because I think that that's a contradiction. I think it isn't. It's not. Are you happy now, Blink? Are you happy? No, it's not a Roger who always wants oh, yeah. us to argue. It's not. Um, first off, it's not a rebuking of female viewership, obviously. But those trends are so weird, you can't. It's sort of like. Well, I mean, I can understand. It's a. It's a almost Benedict, Benedictine attitude about fe- the yeah, feminine. Like but it's a. The feminine is. It has to be. It has to be cast off in pursuit of the higher goal. Yeah, and that's the main characters of uh, Paranoid Agent are clearly the two detectives. Maybe Paranoid Agent is a. It's a hard show. To it's fit a this weird category. show to quantify anyway, really. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think it's one of these shows where they throw you for a loop. And damn it. Okay, let's let's put an edit point in here so I can. Uh, Remember, remember one of these. What's the main example of something where they make you think somebody's going to be the main character? And God, I always use it. What do you mean? There's some show I always talk about to what like define this point where they make you think somebody's going to be the main character and whatever, then they kill them off and there's like somebody else. Oh. Or basically in that vein. Shoot, what are they? I'm trying to think back. Nah, whatever. It ain't that important. Um, Guy Daigoji. It was Guy Daigoji. But I feel like when Paranoia Agent does it, it's kind of this, like, curveball idea. I really... Just because there's female characters in the show doesn't mean that it's not ignorant of them, in a way. Um... Though I can't, I just did. I, par- did it ever end up with her fessing up for her crimes, making up the thing? Yeah, yeah. So I, I remember she her, got called out on it. By I the remember detective. her admitting it, but I don't remember if that really played a focal part in the well, it, end of it. It sort of or, it was a uh, it had it had a role in the creation of the illusion. Like I think that like the idea that's when uh, you got that's it was right before the flood that like destroyed the town or whatever. Yeah. So I think that it was sort of like the unleashing of the illusion. But whatever. Paranoid Agent is a great show. We really need to talk about that. But, see, if I talked about that, I'd really want to spoil the whole ending. Which I guess... And we shouldn't even be talking about that. That's what we do anyway. But anyway, uh, what was the other show? Oh, well, Monster. Uh, You haven't seen Monster, but... I'll have to watch it now. You need to send me some episodes. Uh, I've actually got... I burned the first season, so... Nice. You can borrow that from me. Oh, fan subs. This is like the we second show I've watched fan subs in the oh, yeah, past now, five years. Now or I can no longer say I don't watch fan subs because I will have watched Whatever, one. You've watched your fair share of Naruto. It's Sweet. true. Freaking Jerry. Whatever, Man's Path Anime. Regardless of whether or not Those two Paranoia Agent <laughs> and Monster really fit in there, I'm sure I could make a more cogent argument if I didn't think this up in, at work today. <laughs> um. So maybe I'll write a research paper on it, huh? I'll submit it to Protoculture. It'll be peer-reviewed. Anime, yeah, peer-reviewed by by the professionals in the field, the anime professionals. 
I'm an anime professional. I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> I think I think you and I are about as close as it gets. That's the new like fan. If we need a, fan, a new fan service T-shirt or a new fan service like thing, like a button that says like I'm anime profes- professional. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, four criterion of them. Whatever. Yeah, it's anime. Four criteria. Four shows that you just watch and you know. Fits of the North Star, Hajime no Ippo, Shield 21, and Get a Robo. Shield 21's really great. I wish they'd subtitle it faster. Because <laughs> it's killing me. I know they're in the Christmas Bowl right now, and I'm like ten episodes behind. Christmas Bowl. I love it that they celebrate Christmas in Japan. No one in Japan is a Christian. <laughs> they have a fairly... They have a reasonable Christian population. It's less it's than not 1%. Prom- are you serious? Yes. I guess even in Japan, Christians are always just going to be the most visible. Because I think it's really just the commercialism of Christians that they yeah, really bought into. Maybe, because, I mean, there's no shortage of churches or anything over there. I understand it's not the majority religion. But it's not the majority of religion pretty much anywhere besides, like... Latin America. Korea. Korea. South Korea is, like, predominantly Christian. Yeah. And, uh, I guess parts of Europe, but even Europe now is a lot of Muslims. Yeah. Or just atheists, agnostic. Whatever. Yeah, that too. Uh, whatever. I guess we're gonna call it quits. Uh, enjoy the stinger. It's gonna be a good one. Hey, kids! This is Lonely Cowboy, Seiji Sonata. Demon Muscle, Musashi Koro. Grand Devil, Fortin Ross. And Princess Alcadia. Being a robot pilot is a tough job. We spend all day protecting the world's honor. It's rough. But someone's gotta do it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be any fun for me. Fortin Ross. You don't have to pilot the Valium Denim to be a hero. Just remember to stay in school. Don't do drugs. Drink your milk. And always listen to the Grand Devil Fortinbras. Fortinbras! If you do all these simple things, and listen to your parents, you too can be a hero. You said it, Neko-san! This is Lonely Cowboy Seiji Sonata, Demon Muscle Musashi Koto, Grand Devil Fortinbras, and Princess Alcadia. Until next time, remember, the power is in in your hands. See you next week, kids! We have to! Now! My phone has to ring! Hello! I'm speaking to you! I'll see you soon! No, it's Andrew. Even doubly so, then.